Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You're locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Welcome back to Duke Loves Wrestling, the show about pro wrestling and everything else. And listen, folks, Fourth of July weekend is upon us. It is a time for celebration. You know, with me, it's a time to eat a lot of delicious food. But before I get to any of that, I need to talk to one of my people here. Okay, I I need to talk to one of my heroes in pro wrestling, somebody that I've looked up to and appreciated for so long. Because I feel like he's going down a path right now that I'm just I'm stunned. I, I, I can't believe what's going on. And if anyone's been watching SWE Fury, if you haven't, you got to check it out, especially on their YouTube channel. No matter where you are in the world, you got to check out SWE Fury. There's just so much going on. But in particular, this guy, he has done the unthinkable. OK, in my view. He may have turned his back on the fans. So I got to find out what's going on here. So without further ado, welcome back to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. And listen, I don't want any trouble here. I'm just trying to be respectful, but I, I, I got to ask the questions. Uh, the Red Dog, the man himself, the legend, Mr. Rodney Mack. Mack, how are you, sir? What's going on, Duke? I'm doing. Uh, now, listen, Mack, you know, I got a lot of respect for you. You know that. But I have to be honest with you, man. This thing that you got going on with this new faction privilege, I just I, I have to ask you, first and foremost, why? Why did you join this faction privilege and why are you doing the things that you're doing? Well, man, you know, straight up, um, man, I've been around a long time and all, but, you know, I've always been told I'm just too nice. That's why I haven't reached, you know, the success that I needed to reach. And, and, and I'm tired, man. I'm tired. And it's just time that I just, you know, I just got to do what I got to do to get where I need to get. Because for the longest time, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. And that's done absolutely nothing for me. So now it's time for me to take what's mine. And I really don't give a damn who likes it or don't like it. You know what I mean? Because I'm not, I'm not, I did not, I did not sign up for this to make any friends. Well, you certainly aren't making any new friends with some of the things that you've been doing there. I mean, first and foremost, you, it's bad enough. You, you got uh, Selena De La Renta, So that's one thing. You know, she's very controversial. She's known as somebody who is all about the money. She She's like a hit lady for hire. So she goes out and, and finds the biggest, the baddest to go out there and, and handle the bidding of whoever wants to spend the money. Um, right, exactly, Duke, and, that, that, and that's why I'm with those kind of people now. See, uh, she, she's hiring people, and I'm, I'm a hitman for hire, the number one hitman in the business today. And so that's what I'm saying, man. I'm tired. I'm tired of sitting around. Those are the kind of people who get it done, and that's what I want to be. I want to pack myself with the same kind of dogs that's on a mission as me, and that, that it's time to eat. 
Well, it's you definitely are eating because you don't align yourself also with Charlie Haas of all people, Charlie Haas. Oh, my goodness. And then to top it off, you got this young man, Max Castellanos, which I got to tell you, I don't think he's he's much of a reputable person with some of the reprehensible things he's been doing lately, Mac. I mean, come on. Well, do you, you really want to be affiliated? First of all, let's say, you know, the dog myself, I've been stalking. Sitting back stalking for a while, stalking out Charlie Hart, stalking out Max. You know, and me and Charlie, we go way back. Long story about Charlie and myself. And then when me and Charlie first met, we are the, both the reason why we both made it to TV. Orn Anderson walked in the dojo one day at OVW and pointed at us two and threw us in the ring together and, 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 and we made magic. And from that day on, me and Charlie had a bond. Not sure over the past 20 years we hadn't we hadn't just seen each other, you know, talked to each other much, but that didn't change anything. And then, you know, we finally hooked up again, man, and uh, one thing led to another. And both of us were sick and tired of being mistreated, looked over, passed by, whatever the hell you want to call it. You know, so we talked, we sat down, we talked, we came together, we bonded. And uh, that Max, I've been watching Max for a long time. Max got a great head on his shoulder. He's exactly what we're looking for, a big, young, hungry guy, rough and rugged, and and and, and a stop to no, at, at nothing to get what he wants. So that's the kind of people, man. That's the kind of people that makes it happen. Not people who sit around and, and, and talk about it, but people go out there and just get it done. And that's what we're doing. We taking over, or we have taken over, not only SWE, but we calling out everybody in pro wrestling. Every champion from every corner, from every walk of the earth, we want some. Come get the smoke. And if you don't want the smoke, we're bringing it to you. If you want answers, we're knocking those down. It's plain and simple. The takeover is here. Privilege. Well, the takeover is definitely here. I mean, Mac, I've, I've been taking a look at your uh, social media pages here, and we're going to plug all of that a little later for you folks there. you got to make sure you're keeping up with Rodney Mac. But you're in the best shape of your life, man. I mean, you got muscles on muscles on muscles. The best shape of my life, man. I'm feeling, I'm man, uh, I just can't explain it, bro. I'm working out three times a day in the gym, and then I go to the dojo and then rest. Yeah, it's on my mind. I watch film. I mean, wrestling is on my mind 24-7. So, yeah, I'm, I, and I'm coming, man. I'm coming to take everything that's mine and that's theirs, too. Well, you talked about the dojo, and, of course, he's talking about the Dog Pound Dojo. It's a collaboration that you and your and your lovely wife, Legend Jazz, uh, we're talking about Thunder Rosa and Brian. You folks have put together this Dog Pound Dojo, and you're churning out some of the, the, the best and brightest new stars in the industry here. I mean... Again, how important is it to to train up that next generation to pick up where you're leaving off? Man, uh, it means everything in the world of us, man. I mean, and to the business itself. If we don't do it, then no, you know who else will. Uh, and, and and if you if if you want the best fundamentals, if if you want to know, man, the the, the ins and outs and the history of pro wrestling, you need to come down to the pound. Because that's what we do, man. We start from the bottom, work on footwork, technique, uh, uh, psychology, you know, the, the, the things, the building blocks of what makes you be a great, become a great wrestler. And we've got 
had people from all across the United States coming in. We got people from all over the world coming. We had people from Switzerland, Russia, uh, Jamaica, um, and, and, and quite a few other places, man. Let alone Kansas, Chicago, Florida, you know, Georgia. We got people coming in from everywhere to sit down and just come under the learning tree. Um, man, we have superstars like Melina, uh, Selena. Uh, uh, Jax Dane, uh, yeah, man, there's always people coming through, you know, uh, stopping by to get some education, man. Well, you know, and, and listen, Mac, you know, I'm a big fan of what you folks are doing over there at the Dog Pound Dojo. I mean, again, you are supplying talent all over the place, whether it be SWE Fury, whether it be Mission Pro Wrestling, AEW has been using Dog Pound uh, Dojo right. talents there. You just you folks have been all over the all over the map, man. It's, it's something special. But I got to ask you a question, though, Mac, because I got a strange text message, a very strange text message. Okay, and in fact, I'm going to read this over the air and I don't normally do this, but let me read this text message here. Yo, Duke, it's been a while since you had anyone from Dog Pound Dojo on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. I will bust your nerdy ass if you don't correct that soon. And then it's signed DP Dojo. So I got to ask you, Mac, first of all, I don't know why I would be threatened to have students on this show. But was that you? Was that Jazz? Was that Thunder Rose? Like, who, who's sending messages like that? Hey, man, listen, it sounds like, like something I would say, but that's just how we get down at the pound. Take it how you want it. Take it or leave it. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, well, listen, I don't want any problems. I told you, man, I'm just a guy who who talks for a living. I don't I'm not a tough guy. I mean, Mac, you know, what? I'm, I'm, I'm a little younger than you and you got more muscles than I've ever had in my life. So just so you know, later on in this episode, I, I got on the phone. I got it going real quick. I'm going to have Zula, one of the fantastic Dog Pound Dojo students that you're training up right now. And I know that we've seen her. Uh, over there in SWE, uh, we're going to have her on the show and, and, and talk about how things are going with her because I don't want any problems, man. I don't want to be on the wrong side of the Dog Pound Dojo, Rodney Mack, Jazz, Thunder Rosa. I don't want any problems, bro. So let me just put that on the record right now. You know right how now, it okay? is, dude. You know how it is, man. I can always right. just give a little, a nice little howl and have somebody touch you when you win. Listen, man, and, and, and speaking of which, that's what we see you doing in SWE Fury. It's one thing to be a, a coach. It's one thing to train people at the Dog Pound Dojo, but you actually are out there every week on TV kicking somebody's ass. And in fact, you are the TV champion in SWE Fury. I'm the TV champion, Duke, and ain't nobody taking my belt. But straight up, I, I tell everybody the we lead by example. I do not ask anyone or demand anything out of a student that I would not do and have not done tenfold. So I get up every morning at four o'clock in the morning and I start training by my diet. I start eating right. And then I head to the gym for my first session about six o'clock. And then after that, I hit another session about 11 o'clock. In between there, I'm eating and watching film. So yeah, I never ask those guys to do anything that I would not do, have not done, and again, tenfold. So, and like I tell them all, we're out there, we're still leading by example. Thunder Rose is still out there, Jazz is still out there, whether it's wrestling, seminars, or whatnot, but we're still out on the road, and we're still adding to the chapters. You know, my my, my book ain't done yet. I think I'm just, I, I might be a third of the way started. 
you you like the uh the godfather too you know what i mean just when we thought that the first movie was all right you know come back with the with the sequel and it's even better so <laughs> i'm not messing with you listen i i i got a favor to ask mac and i know that i'm not necessarily in a position to be asking much because you 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 don't seem like you've been in a very good mood lately the way you've been whooping on people especially in swe uh but I got to ask Moonshine Mantel, you know, he's a he's a he's a friend of the show. And I've seen the way that you and privilege have been beaten down on this man. I mean, Max Castellanos with that damn chair beaten down on this man, whether it's a bull rope match, a cage match, a just beat you up match. Can you all just cut the man some slack? I think he's had enough. Don't you think he's had enough of well, beatings no, from you? No, and actually, and actually, that's why we love Moonshine Mantel so much. That's nothing but love we're showing. Because we love a man that could take an ass whipping like that and keep bouncing back. And there ain't that many left in this world. So we got all the love for Moonshine, and we ain't done loving But that's why we love him, because he's tough as they get. Tough as nails. He'll keep coming at you. And that's what we want, because people like him will keep us on our toes. Well, listen, if that's how you love somebody, I, I wouldn't want to see how you hate them. I mean, yeah, recently. Let me tell you something, though, man. Uh -oh. You know, Jeff Moonshine, man, tell you, he, 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 you got to give the devil his due, man. He's tough as leather. The guy, he, he won't back down from a fight. And goddamn it, he can get his ass whipped, but he'll be, he'll be knocking on your door tomorrow morning. You can best believe that. And, and, and uh, the, the man, I got nothing but high, you know, respect for Moonshine. The only thing is, he, he's just another one that's in the way. So we got to deal with him the way we got to deal with him. Well, speaking of dealing with, because you, you clearly upset the fans with some of this stuff that y'all been doing. I saw recently, and this was the talk of the town. It, it made it made national, international news. Every wrestling media site was covering this. Every Every show was covering this. Rodney Mack punched a fan out at an SWE Fury show. So, I mean, I know that that Aaron Neville once said, you know, if you want something to play with, go and find yourself a toy. Uh, I guess the fan was kind of playing right. with you too much. Like, what, 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 you know, tell it like it is, Mac. What, what happened with you and that fan? Well, well, well I mean, it's just plain and simple. You cross the line and your ass is mine. If you want some, you can come get some. And I guess he wanted some. So I gave him some right on a platter, right on them lips, put him to sleep. You I'll, know, I'll so tell that, you. That, that's the attitude we, we got with everybody. We're stepping up. If you want some, come get some. And really, you ain't got to you ain't gotta come get some. If you're in the way, then you got to pay. Privilege is on a mission. And our ambition is destroying all competition. We're taking all the gold. We're taking all the money. We're running shit, dude. Listen, I, I saw that guy picking up his teeth after you laid into him. So, yeah, I, I would say privilege is running well, what, shit. You know, for what, sure. what, what's up with this guy? What does he think? I mean, that must be his first day, in, you know, ever around the rest. What did he think? It's, I'm a joke. Charlie's a fool. You know, we, we ain't to be played with. I guess you know. And if he didn't know, now you know. Whew. We are talking about Rodney Mack. We are talking about Privilege, SWE Fury. You can check them out. Just, just jump on YouTube. I mean, they do have some great TV distribution in their local area. But all of you folks around the world, no matter where you are, you can check out the show every week. Check out their YouTube, SWE Fury. I'm telling you, 
And as far as the Dog Pound Dojo, I'm just going to tell everybody right now, if you are serious about becoming a pro wrestler, if you want to learn the fundamentals the right way so you can set yourself up for success, and more importantly, be able to defend yourself in that ring. Because that's, that's one thing that I notice about Dog Pound Dojo students. They can defend themselves in the ring if somebody wants to get too, too uh, tough, if they want to act like they're a tough guy, tough girl. I know Dog Pound Dojo students will straighten them out real quick, just like Rodney Mack and Jazz and Thunder Rosa do. I mean, it's, it's something to see. So if you're serious out there, folks, you got to check out the DP Dojo. In fact, on Twitter, DP Dojo 4, so that's the number 4L, and that stands for Dog Pound Dojo for Life. Check them out. You definitely want to make some arrangements to, to go down there to San Antonio, Texas, and train with the best. I'm telling you right now, like I said, whether it be Mission Pro Wrestling, SWE Fury, whether it be... Uh, uh, AEW, you know, there's some other promotions that are in the works that are looking into uh, using some SWE Fury and, and Dog Pound Dojo talent. I mean, that's why you're getting trained by legends. Don't just go to some rinky dink place. Go to go to a place with people who've been there before. And in the case of Rodney Mack and Jazz and, and Thunder Rosa, to this day, they're still getting it done. So that tells you all you need to know. Right. Rodney Mack, listen, man, you know, I appreciate you. I, uh, you terrify me because I know you can kick my ass. Uh, is there anything you want to let the folks know, especially for the 4th of July? No, man, I want you know, thank everybody for out there that, that, that supports us, man. You guys just keep watching SWE. Have a great 4th of July. And just know that privilege is on the loose and the wrestling world is not safe. So y'all go out there, enjoy the 4th of July, but just remember, Keep your eyes peeled. Look over your shoulder because there ain't no telling who you might see. It's probably going to be that R-E triple D, O-double G, and that's me, the TV champ, baby, representing SWE. You know, I, I'll tell you right now, Rodney Mack, is, he's just the type of person that he means what he says and he says what he means. And, you know, Aaron Neville, tell like it is. You know, he, he had that famous quote. If you want something to play with, go and find yourself a toy. All right. Don't play with Rodney Mack. He's out there beating up on Moonshine Mantel, which is a great friend of the show. He's out there beating up on fans. He wants to beat up on me. He might beat up on you, too, whoever's listening out there. So please just don't don't mess with that, man. Let's try to stay on his good side. And I'm going to stay on his good side by making sure that I do what I was told to do, which is bring on someone from the dog pound dojo okay and our next guest is is a young lady who has terrified folk all over the nation i mean florida and texas in particular she is just invading people's dreams and scaring them i don't know what to expect folks because i'm a little terrified of her as well but i'm gonna do what i was told and, and hope for the best so without further ado Welcome to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast, Zula. What's going on there, Zula? Bahamu, Zula. <laughs> How are you today? I, I'm doing great. Now, what was that? What, what was that you just said? Because I listen. I, I'm. I can understand a lot of languages, but I don't. I don't speak any other language in English. What, what was that you just said? Bahamu, <laughs> Zula. Basically, yes. I introduce myself. I am Zula. <laughs> Where does that come from? Aha. Where does that come from? Oh, Ibo, Nigeria. Okay. 
Nigeria. So do you, so are you from, is, is, is Zula from Nigeria? Zula is from the bottomless pit. Oh, so that's interesting. It's the bottomless pit. So that means that you were kind of floating around for a while before you decided to come up and, and start beating people up in, in the wrestling world. huh? Uh, yes. <laughs> so talk to me about the, the dog pound dojo, because we're talking about jazz, Thunder Rosa, Rodney Mack. I mean, legitimately living legends, people who have been knocking heads all over the world. They, you can still find them on television all over the place, whether it be, you know, Mission Pro Wrestling or whether it be SWE Fury or, or whether it be AEW Impact. I mean, they literally have taken over the world in a lot of ways here. How does it feel to be affiliated with such, you know, royalty in wrestling? And, and where does Zula fit in? Being at Dog Pound Dojo is such a blessing, especially to be under such great teachers. Um, you know, coming from Florida where I started training, uh, it's definitely different. It's a blessing that's uh, from the training, from, you know, listening, the in-ring. Uh, we also have guests from NWA that come uh, help us with, you know, our interviewing processes. So it's all around just a blessing, and I'm, I'm thankful to be there. Zula, you're somebody who no one can, can look away. I mean, you, you are an attention grabber. I don't think you've ever walked into a room in which all the heads didn't turn. Um, that's just who you are. You're a scene stealer. So talk to me about the fact that you were able to just make people pay attention to you. Is that something that happens naturally or are you using some of that special sauce that you have in the bottomless pit to, and, and you sprinkle it on everybody and that's why you're just a magnet for attention there? What, what's really going on here? Ha. Naturally, of course, you know, wherever I go, I demand attention. So when I walk into a room, of course, people stop, they stare. And I have nothing to say. Just give them, you know, the look and they know what I mean. OK, well, listen, I, I'm going to make sure that uh, <laughs> I, I might I might have to wear shades because I don't want to like freeze or anything like that. If you give me the look, I don't, I don't need these problems here. OK, <laughs> now you are affiliated with somebody who is absolutely the most terrifying wrestler in the history of the industry and the boogeyman. Uh, he's the boogeyman. He's coming to get you. I, I don't know how or why you two have combined forces, but I do know that it is just something that I got to sleep with the light on after looking at photos and, and any kind of matches and videos where, where you two are involved here because, oh, my God, this is the stuff of nightmares. So so how did this partnership come to be? And is this like, are you going to be eating the worms and stuff like that, too? <laughs> I do. I do. It's a great source of protein. So I like to say Boogie came to me in a dream and told me exactly what I'd be doing. And when I woke up, I entered into your nightmare and everyone else at home's nightmare. What, what if I cut a deal with you, right? What if I promise to get you some worms? Because see, I'm in Boston. 
And, you know, we got some pretty nutritious worms here. So if I get you some of these worms here, like straight from the earth, you know what I mean? Straight mm. from that Boston earth. Will you promise to stay out of my 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 dreams and give me nightmares? We, we can cut a deal here. Uh, I have to run that by Boogie. So we'll talk. This is this is not going well at all. This is not going well. <laughs> SWE Fury. OK, literally the hottest promotion going right now. I mean, they are just kicking butt everywhere. They got TV. They're on YouTube. They're doing pay-per-views. I mean, just incredible, incredible promotion that is running wild right now. What are your goals in that promotion? I mean, where, where do you see yourself, Zula, in, in a place where so many stars come to play? I see myself as rising to the top, of course, you know, dominating anybody in the locker room. Uh, you know, Ivalice is our new champ, so <laughs> we'll see how long she holds that title. Uh, you know, I have a certain someone, Micah Madrid, who I've been, you know, having problems with, I'll just say. So I uh, I think I'll be invading her nightmare pretty soon. Well, see, you just said something that really touched my heart. OK, because Micah Madrid, she's a she's a punk. She thinks she's hot stuff. She's been she's been ruining my life for the past five plus years. And I, I have put out a bounty. I have begged everybody to straighten Micah Madrid out. So finally, it took long enough. Thank you to the heavens. Finally, I have found somebody who can shut that Micah Madrid up for good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Zula. So so. Yes. Can you promise me that you're like, I, I want you to like give her pain, but I want to I want to kind of extend it. You know what I mean? I don't want you to just wipe her out from the beginning. I want you to kind of every time you put your hands on her, you just give her a little bit more pain there. Can we can we work something out here with this this bounty I'm putting on Micah's head? Of course, I bring the pain and the protein as far as my worms. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, you know, I, I just I don't know about the worms, though. I, I don't know if I do you cook the worms or are they are they wiggling around and you just eat them like Raw. that? OK, all right. Is it like sushi? Like what's t- talk to me about? We got Fourth of July I coming like up. Raw. So people, oh, like okay. ODB. <laughs> oh, OK. Oh, baby, I like it raw. So so no hot sauce, no barbecue, no nothing. Huh? Just nope. no salt. Oh, OK. Nope. Wow. Now, do, do they have like dirt on them? Do you clean them off first? Like, what do you, what do, you do there? A good source of protein is derived naturally. So right from the ground. So maybe oh. a little dirt, you know, some sand and everything like that. A few grass particles. <laughs> oh, grass. OK. Yep. See that? I'm telling you right now, this Zula, you are terrifying. And, and I mean that in, in the most positive way. Um you got creepy crawlies, you know, <laughs> in your mouth. Like, I don't even know what to do with that. That's just that's scary. And so it's not like sushi, folks. This stuff is actually moving. I don't know. So, uh, Zula, I, I know people listening right now. They're probably curious because I keep talking about how scary you are and what you look like. So if anyone listening right now has never even seen you before. What is the best way? They can check you out online to figure out what I'm talking about. On social media, all three platforms, you can find me on IG, Twitter, and Facebook under Zula New Nation. That's spelled Z 
U L A N U N A T I O N Zula New Nation. Okay. Wow. And again, folks, this is somebody who's at the Dog Pound Dojo. You definitely got to check out the Dog Pound Dojo. They legitimately are the place where stars not only can be born, but they can thrive. Everybody, 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 everybody who passes through there, they find themselves finding some great opportunities. I mean, once again, whether we're talking Mission Pro Wrestling, whether we're talking SWE Fury, AEW, the list goes on and on. NWA, uh, Dog Pound Dojo, man. I, I just I, I can't say enough about them. And I'm not saying that just because I'm afraid that Rodney Mack is going to beat me up, although I am afraid that Rodney Mack's going to beat me up. But I'd rather take it from him than Jazz because Jazz, I don't think she'll lighten up. She'll probably just break my arm or something. So they are over at uh, DP Dojo, D-O-J-O-4. That's the number four L. Dog Pound Dojo for life. So definitely check them out, folks. Listen, Zula, um, I think we can come to a compromise because, you know, Sunday I'm going to be barbecuing. So what I'll do is I'll get a bucket of worms. I'm going to make a special marinade and I'll put it in there and then I'll grill them up. So what if I just get you some? I know you like to eat them live, but this would be a little different. We'll give you some barbecue worms just so you can try a little different flavor for a change. How does that sound? Sounds good. I'm willing to try that. I'm Harry Burkett, senior writer with Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And I'm Kevin McElvaney, editor-in-chief of Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And And you're you're listening listening to Duke Love Wrestling. Okay, you know, like I said, 4th of July weekend, we are celebrating. And and when I celebrate, I think about what it all means. You know, yeah, you can have your barbecue and you can spend time with your family and all that good stuff there because you have the right, the freedom to do that. I also think about the people who continue to just motivate me because they're all about the grind. They're all about making it happen out there. And every time I talk to certain people, it's like, wow, you've grown so much since the last time I spoke to you. And it's just this thing. It's like, wow, okay. You know, there's just certain people out there who know how to make it happen. They're not waiting for handouts. They're not waiting for anything. They're going out there and taking it all, baby, because they're putting in the hard work and they deserve it all. And I can't think of a single solitary person that I know who embodies that concept more than our great friend of the show, Mr. Matt Grafer, the young professor. So welcome back, Professor. How are you, man? I'm doing well, Duke. Thank you for one hell of an introduction, as always, sir. Well, it it, it really is true. I mean, every time I talk to you, you have gotten one step closer to world domination. And I just it, it boggles my mind. It's like, when I talk to you, I'm like, well, damn, I need to be doing more because this guy is doing <laughs> he's doing everything. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> I don't, I don't know just, if I recommend anybody doing as much as me. Like it's it is exhausting. That That's a part I don't advertise so much. 
Um, cause people, cause people ask me all the time, like, Oh man, how do you do it? And I'm like, uh, caffeine, like that's yeah, this, uh, that. this energy is not genuine. It, it, it comes in a can. Well, you just put up a post online and I saw it first on your, on your Facebook, the young professor at the young professor, everybody out there. Um, and what I noticed is that you, you basically took January to June and you listed highlights of all the stuff that you've accomplished just in that six month period. Talk to me about that. Talk to me about highlighting this, why you're doing it and why it matters. Well, I, um, I, I do a lot of research on the side, uh, and I'm going to leave it at that because it kind of sets the stage for what we're talking about. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and have for the last few years. It started mostly as wrestling podcasts, but I, I listen to a lot of um, empowerment stuff. I listen to people that I look up to and admire as professionals, either in entertainment or sports or or just in general that I think are successful that I feel like kind of have it figured out. And, and I listen for things that they do. Right. I, because I mean, you want to take, you want to take inspiration from those who are doing it more than you that are doing better than you, because clearly they figured something out. So you should be able to learn something from that. And one of the things I've kind of figured out is a lot of really successful people seem to do a pretty good job tracking all of their progress and kind of following all of it. And, um, I noticed that people do that. And even uh, Jericho, like Jericho's new book is all about how he has tracked every single match that he's ever had in his entire career. Is that correct? That is correct. It Does is, that in sound fact, he was just, familiar? He was just plugging that on AEW Dynamite recently, and it's true. You can give him any date or any number, and he'll tell you exactly what was going on at that time. And, and yeah, it's it's matches that he's had in his career and, and milestones that he's had in his career. Yeah, I... um. And that's something that I, I've seen a few people do over the years. And um, I, I wasn't doing it at first. So, you know, I kind of started all this and it, it just kind of took off and I just started working and I was not keeping track of things. But as as my resume continues to build and as I look for more and bigger opportunities, I've started kind of uh, keeping better track of things. I have a big five. I bought a five year calendar like two years ago and I keep a lot more notes in it now. You know, I, I write, of course, all my dates in what I have going on, but now I'll write down how many matches I've called, how many ring announcements I've done, how many commentary uh, matches I've done, how many managing spots, whatever it is that I do. I try to keep an idea as to what it is to see where I'm at. And uh, actually this, a lot of people have been talking with me about June because June as a month was probably the, I would say, the biggest and busiest month of my career thus far. June alone, I worked 24 different events out of 30 days. Um, and so it was it was pretty much a, a whirlwind from, from start to finish. But as I was looking at June, I was like, you know what, I usually do at the end of the year uh, something where I kind of recap how many events I've worked, but I'm keeping better stats. So let me take a look. And so I just ran the numbers and decided, you know what, this is halfway through the year. Let's do a little progress check. Let's see what's going on. And um, I'm looking at my post from six months ago, from 2020 to 2021. I mean, we know 2020 was a weird year, but I've already, uh, I'm just like, I'm less than 20 performance is short of my entire 2020 already six months in and I'm about 150 off of matches or fights uh, or bouts that I've called so 
just trying to keep a better track of things and, and keep progress and, and give maybe some people who are looking for the how-to and things uh, a little bit of insight as to what the work looks like and, and what you can do in that kind of time if you're willing to put in that work and effort. Well, I'm challenging everybody listening right now. I want you to check out The Young Professor on Facebook. Check him out on Twitter as well, you know, Instagram, you name it. Here's what I challenge you to do. I want you to take a look at the post that he put up today, Thursday, the 1st of July, 2021. And I want you to see just the way that he highlights his first six months of of 2021. And then I want you to do the same thing for yourself. And it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be slick. It could just be keystrokes. Um, But highlight yourself. Take a look at your progress and some of the things you've accomplished. And then let's let's make it fun. Let's tag the young professor. Let's tag the young professor, Matt Grafer, in this so, so he can take a look and, and share it as well. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm signing you up to be sharing everybody else's stuff, too, professor. Um, but let's make this fun because I think that we can keep this this train going here where all of us need to remind ourselves of our growth. and. You know, because when you're in the thick of things, when you're in the bubble, it's hard to take a step back and realize, wow, I've, I've been doing a lot. I've been working hard. Like you just said, you just had a month where you worked 24 days out of the month. Jesus. Um, so, yeah, everybody listening right now, please, whether you're a wrestler, whether you're a chef, whether you're just a guy on the moon, check out the young professor's post and then do your own version of it, please. And tag the young professor. That's the most important part. Tag the young professor. So he can take a look and share it and, and, and encourage you to keep going. What do you think about that, Professor? I think it's great. And I would take it a step further and tell people if you're not keeping track of what you're doing and when you're doing it, then start. Don't, don't get off to a late start like I did. It took me maybe about a year and a half before I really started writing anything down. And, and I wish that I had because if you're looking to tangibly, right, to actually be able to see it, feel it, and, and visualize what kind of progress you're making, it's better to keep some kind of written record of it. Somebody once told me uh, a short pencil is better than a long memory. And I think there's a lot of validity to that. You got to keep track of things. And if you have goals, you can't make it to a goal unless you're tracking yourself and you're watching to see where the progress is. I don't care what your goal is. I don't care if it's in wrestling, if it's in your job, if you're a teacher, if you're a construction worker, if you've got goals, you've got to write them down on paper, look at them daily, have, you know, something to visualize and then start taking steps. You know, having vision without taking any action is useless. And so here's a good point. Like it's July 1st. We are exactly halfway through this year. We got six more months to go. It's not too late to start tracking that progress. Figure out where you're going or where you want to go and start seeing what kind of actions you're taking to make that happen. And if you're not happy with where you are or what you've done, then ask yourself the next question. Well, what do I need to do to start moving forward to make those things happen and start filling in more things? And then you'll have more to write down as you go. For sure. For sure. And, and you know, one of the, the, the biggest events that we've had for the year in pro wrestling, the River City Wrestling Convention, right? River City Wrestling Con, you were the MC. You were the host of the, the entire weekend, which, is, first of all, congratulations on such a featured spot. I mean, that's not something to take lightly. 
you were responsible for keeping everybody excited and informed on what was going on and, and really kind of shuffling the crowd, so to speak. So from a general standpoint, talk to me just about the experience of hosting such a major event. Well, it felt big uh, from, from the get-go. It's something I, I've been looking forward to. I, I fortunately was uh, in a pretty good spot two years ago when we had the inaugural River City Wrestling Con uh, in doing work with the United States Wrestling Alliance in Jacksonville, uh, I was asked to be a part of the last one and wound up kind of co-hosting it and running a lot of the panels, working with guys a couple of years ago, like Jake the Snake Roberts, uh, some of the members of the Four Horsemen, Ricky Steamboat. And it was a really, really cool experience. And from the job that I did, uh, I was asked back and to be featured a little bit more prominently and kind of take the reins on it. And so heading into this year, it was it was just incredible. I mean, as far as opportunities go, I, I say that it's the biggest opportunity that I've had. And that's how I felt. And usually I'm a pretty calm, cool and collected guy. And you probably thought that I was while I was there. But I got to tell you, I mean, I was nervous walking into this. I, I wanted so bad to be good. Um, it, it just was, a, there was a lot of pressure on me because the people that I had the opportunity to not just be there with, but to directly work with in some capacity were literally the people who I watched growing up, the people who inspired me to even want anything to do with this, to just be a fan, never mind be someone who's involved in it in some direct fashion. Uh, Guys like Kane, like Glenn Jacobs, like McFoley. And then you get a chance to do things with people like the Steiner brothers and Ron Simmons. I mean, these are guys I literally grew up watching. And now all of a sudden it's all right, Matt, you're the guy. You're going to be talking to these guys in a ring for 30, 40 minutes. Uh, and, you know, don't suck because there's going to be thousands of people there. and They're looking to hear what they have to say. Good luck. See you out there. And so uh, I just did the best that I could, and I'm pretty happy with how it went. I, I'm very much a, all about preparation. I was very prepared walking in. I'm pretty good when things change, and of course things did as the days went on, but I was just really thrilled to be a part of it, and it was super successful. I mean, it was an incredibly good event, and it was just a lot of fun and, and just a blessing to be a part of. Give me uh, give me three highlights here, Professor. If, if you were to give three highlights from the weekend, what would you pick up? I know it's not easy to do that, um, but but let's try. Give me give me three highlights. So personal highlights or highlights of the event from a more global standpoint. I want it from the young professor, the MC, the host, uh, this major event, which was so successful. You know, in a post-COVID era, this was one of the more successful conventions that we've seen. You know what I mean? And you were an integral part of that. So it, whether it personal, whether it be global, whatever, what are three things that stand out the most for you um, as you as you're you know, further back from the weekend, you're able to think about it? Well, I think having the caliber of stars that we had uh, and, and the size crowd that we did and the the very limited amount of restrictions that we've had for the first time ever i think it became very evident that as soon as we kind of started the official festivities that this felt very good and so getting a chance to climb into the ring you know in between the ropes to start at about noon on that saturday and then having the 
the unbelievable honor and opportunity really to get to introduce thousands of people that were standing there to Kurt Angle and Mick Foley, Kane, and then Mark Henry, who then we also uh, sung happy birthday to because it was his birthday. And he just kind of came and sat and shook his head at me as we all sang to him there. It was just, um, that was probably the, the opening moment that was really, I think it set the tone for the weekend. I think it, uh, it gave a sense of uh, gravity and, and gravitas to what we were doing. That was major. And uh, let's see, two more. I know the, the third one I'd like to say. Um, I think the interview, actually, you know what? A cool moment that happened was during the Kevin Sullivan panel. Uh, Kevin was kind of just going on. And Mick Foley like, did a run-in on the panel. And the place went crazy because people wanted to hear Mick talk because Mick was not scheduled to talk because he was only going to be there for a limited amount of time. So I think the crowd really got excited when Mick Foley kind of almost jumped the guardrail. And he's not jumping many guardrails these days, but figuratively speaking, and uh, ran in and got a chance to, to reminisce with Kevin Sullivan and talk about some, uh, some memories from yesteryear. And then I will say that the main event of the River City Rumble, the day two, uh, where we got to see Rich Swan come out and uh, he wrestled Miles Millennium, a young guy from the Maryland area who's excellent. But Rich came out to Lionel Richie. He came out to All Night Long. And I have not seen him do this entrance yet. But Duke, I got to tell you, I had goosebumps. It reminded me very much, you probably remember um, a couple of years ago when when Shane Strickland or Isaiah Swerve Scott, who picked up some some important gold this week, but he had that nightclub intro um, a couple of years ago that went super viral and the crowd was in it. And it was one of those kind of moments. And just to get to see Rich Swan, who literally is one of the best athletes in the world, one of the top guys out there, come out and, and do this long entrance and really mix it up with fans. It just felt so special. So there were, I mean, and those are just three of many, many really incredible moments that were a part of that weekend. When you think about the fact that we've, we've gone through this global pandemic and no, it's not over, but you know, things are more open and events like river city wrestling con um, was possible to do and what have you, how does it feel? I mean, how does it feel to be back out there with real fans and seeing wrestling happening and seeing these stars again, just from a general standpoint, how does it feel to be back out there like that? I mean, I don't know if I'm the best person to answer that in the way that you might want an answer, Duke, because here in Florida, as you know, uh, it has not really been quite the same as where it's been maybe up by you in Boston or some of our friends that are listening, maybe in the tri-state area, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Um, we did not have the same degree of restrictions and the complete cessation of activity that everyone else had. I mean, when I think about 2020, I really only firmly sat on the shelf with no events of any kind whatsoever for about three months last year. And then they kind of started creeping back, uh, not full capacity, not the same way that they were, but at least in some general sense, whereas the rest of the world, it was not like that or even the rest of the country. Uh, that being said, even though we 
we've had more opportunities to have events prior to this. This one did feel different because we had people traveling from further away. There was a different kind of energy in the building amongst the audience than I think that I've been used to feeling for quite some time. And it really did feel, especially when you see a lot of these big superstars there and they're, uh, hope, I mean, hopefully vaccinated. I know I am, but just very casual, not having masks and feeling a lot more comfortable and then getting to actually physically interact with fans if that's what they were comfortable with. It really felt normal. And I think it was a really important triumphant event just in that respect for a lot of people that were there visiting. Well, that's great stuff. And again, I mean, you were a major part of that. I, I got so many rave reviews about the young professor and the great job he did hosting River City Wrestling Con. So kudos to you, man. I, I know that you, you're a guy that's still trying to get used to patting yourself on the back because you're always trying to shine a light on everybody else and, and make them look great. But you've been doing a tremendous job. You, you really have. And switching speeds a little bit here, what you've been doing in minor league baseball has been really, really interesting because you found a way to take your passion for pro wrestling and incorporate it into your duties with the, with the baseball team. So, so mention a little bit about that. It, uh, uh, it was bound to happen is what I would say. I, I have long found ways of incorporating wrestling into all aspects of my life. Uh, from the, when I was teaching college to now teaching high school and even at my trivia shows, I mean, I've got a custom championship belt that, people get told when they win their trivia game. So I have found ways to incorporate my love of wrestling into everything that I've done for a very long time. But uh, believe it or not, first night I worked with the Daytona Tortugas this season as their on-field MC. Uh, our mascot, Sheldon, Sheldon is a turtle. Uh, Sheldon had a skit planned out where he was going to do a, a wrestling spot as John Cena and Sheldon then discovered that I'm involved with wrestling. So we made that a big thing and we just started doing more. We've done skits that were uh, inspired by Ric Flair where Sheldon ripped my jacket off and dropped an elbow on my jacket onto the field, Ric Flair style. Uh, we did a Stone Cold Steve Austin skit on a Thirsty Thursday where Sheldon came out in an Austin 316 vest and dumped uh, popcorn instead of beer all over himself. Beer's a little hard to get out of that mascot suit, man. So that was probably the right call. And we've just been doing more of it. And we've had, um, uh, we had the kiss demon that was just there because he's actually a strength coach for the White Sox. So wrestling has been creeping its way into that naturally. And I've just been taking it and running with it. There's a lot of wrestling fans here in Daytona. Daytona Beach is a pretty historic city. I mean, that's where... Hogan joined the NWO, which really kind of ignited the Attitude Era and revolutionized the Monday Night Wars. So uh, it's a good city for it. There's a lot of history here, and I'm just happy to marry all of the wor worlds that I'm a part of together and have some fun and, and bring some joy to people's lives. Well, you've been doing a great job of it, and it just goes to show when someone is passionate about something and they do their homework, when they take themselves seriously, in terms of honing in on their craft and making it not just an everyday thing or, or something that happens that you forget about, you're creating experiences, Professor. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off on a little bit of a tangent here. And, and this is, these are my words, but I want the professor to hear this personally. You got a lot of people out there who have a problem with 
announcers and commentators, referees and other folks who are on camera who are not necessarily taking bumps. You, you got people in wrestling in particular who believe that everybody who's not a wrestler shouldn't have personality. They shouldn't they shouldn't wear bright colors. They shouldn't um, project their voice and, and get the crowd pumped up and all these other things. In my opinion, and this is me and everybody can quote me on this. In my opinion, anyone who has that kind of attitude is afraid. You're afraid because maybe you don't have the talent to know how to get themselves over enough. And you're afraid that talented people who can come in and they have presence, you're afraid that they're going to steal some of the shine. And you're afraid that if somebody like a young professor who has a ton of personality and a ton of skills, if they become a draw, literally somebody who, because they create experiences, people show up to also see them. You're afraid that you're going to have to pay them their worth. And I'm here to tell everybody out there right now, do not diminish your star power because some two-bit cheap promoter doesn't want to pay you your worth. On the contrary, you be as loud as you can be, you wear whatever colors you want to be, and you be the best damn professional you can possibly be because that's what it's all about. And as a fan, I tuned in to see Howard Finkel. I paid attention because I wanted to hear Lillian Garcia sing the national anthem and put her little spin on ring announcing. I pay attention to the ring announcers. I pay attention to the commentators because I was never going to be a pro wrestler because I'm a guy that gets paid to use his voice. I get paid to talk. I get paid to present things in my own way, whether that be in media or government or other things that I'm working on. So I respect the people who are out there showing how to get it done different ways and putting their own spin on it. So I say once again to everybody out there, do not let anyone diminish your star power. You shine as bright as possible and you make yourself undeniable. And that's exactly what the young professor is. He is undeniable. This guy is everywhere. He is busting his butt. And the best part about this show, Duke Loves Wrestling, we have been there to document from an audio standpoint, just about every step of the way of this young man's growth. And the funny part about it is, as you hear, he's only getting better. Every time this guy comes on the show, he's done something bigger and better than the last time. So it's just like, wow, this, this dude is taking over the world, you know, and, and it's just fantastic to see. And I really tip my hat to you, Professor, because I respect you a lot, man. I really do. I, I think you're just you're fantastic. And I I can't wait to see what comes next. I, I guess that's the most exciting part about you. It's not about what you've done. It's about, wow, this guy is going to do like, what's what's coming next. It's going to be even bigger, you know, so it's, it's cool to see, man. It's cool to see. That means a lot to me, Duke, and I, and I appreciate you saying as much. Um, it, it's it's hard. I mean, and it's a lot of work. And I, I do have moments, you know, privately where I, where I kind of have a little doubt about things. And, I, and I've heard more rumblings. And I mean, and as my successes that I feel like I've had start to mount, I'm starting to notice uh, more and more people 
giving sly remarks or saying something, you know, that's general, but it seems very targeted. And, and perhaps that's uh, a, a narcissistic quality. Maybe I'm looking and, and assuming things are about me, but I, I think I have a pretty good sense for what people are talking about when they mention announcers or people when it comes to their, their clothing choices and, and all of that. And I hear it and uh, it resonates with me. It's, it doesn't make me lose any sleep. Uh, but I, I take it under consideration and I think about it. And even when it comes to River City Wrestling Con in the weeks leading up to it, I mean, I, I was sitting and thinking, what am I going to wear? Right. Because that's that's become a thing for me at, at a lot of now people. Literally, if I come, I went to a Tortugas game the other night and I'm still dressed pretty crazy by normal person standards. But it wasn't as as wild and outlandish as I have been. And people were like, whoa, you're a little toned down tonight. And people are always, what are you going to wear tomorrow? What's the next day? And so as I'm thinking about River City Wrestling, kind of like, man, this is the opportunity of a lifetime, right? I, I got to go out there. And say, but I'm going to be mixing it up with Kane and with uh, McFoley and with the Steiner Brothers and Brutus the Barber Beefcake. So, you know, maybe I should be a little bit more reserved. Maybe I should tone it down a little bit. And I initially was like, all right, well, let me get my nice clean fitted blue suit and my other like dark navy suit. And I've been listening and, and kind of doing more and, and realizing and even looking back at my calendar. And I've realized that the things that make me unique as a performer are what literally have translated to me getting more opportunities as a performer, regardless of what others have to say, regardless of what the rules are or, or you know, what the perceived rules are, of what an announcer should be or should do. I don't see myself as an announcer. I don't see myself as. Uh, a commentator. I don't see myself in, you know, the, the official, my company's name for our trivia host is a trivia jockey. I'm not a trivia jockey. I am a performer. And that's the way I look at it. I am a part of a show. And if I'm hosting a show, then I am representing a show. So I am part of it. And I am responsible for the image that is created in people's minds in some way, shape or form. And, and my job and the kind of term I'm starting to use to go with it is uh, my job as a professor is to class up your event, to uh, bring a little more um, pomp and circumstance to it, to add to it without taking away. I, I may, you know, do a good job of marketing myself on the internet uh, because my, my social media platforms are about me. That's what I, my job is to do there. But when I get there, regardless of whatever crazy outfit I'm wearing, it is not the young professor's show. While I'm there, if it's a Tortugas game, it's a Tortugas game. If I'm hosting a wrestling event, I am there as the representative for that promotion. Same thing in MMA or boxing. That is my job is to highlight and bring a bigger feel to the promotion that I'm with. And so I, I had that doubt and was going to be more reserved. And I realized I said, you know what? There are people who told me I'm buying tickets to see you interview these guys. I was like, why would I? changed who I am at this point and water myself down because some people out there think that I should when literally there are people paying money and some, you know, they're not, you know, nobody's busting the doors down to see the professor, but there's a few people that support me that want to come see me do it. Why would I diminish myself when clearly what I'm doing is working and it, it's been kind of tough to figure out. And I, and I second guess things and I, I put some thought into it. But uh, I'm just trying to make sure that I bring the best version of myself. 
that is able to provide the best possible experience of that event when and wherever I am. Well, speaking of which, young professor, because, you know, we're getting everybody excited here. Why don't you let people know, listening, the best way that they can keep up with you, um, promoters who may want to book you for events? I, I got to tell you, you're, you're such a major host that people, especially you, you corporate folks, we get a lot of you who listen to the show and I appreciate you out there. You want to you want to book this guy. It, it's a little outside the box, but it makes a lot of sense. You want to book this guy for your, your corporate events. You want him to emcee your events, especially if you're in the greater Florida area or if you're doing a virtual event. Step outside the box and reach out to the young professor um, because you, you won't regret it. And, and you'll definitely get a great reaction. I'm telling you, there's no two ways about it. So, Professor, let people know how they can book you there. Yeah, just reach out to me. Uh, social media is the best way to get a hold of me. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, it's The Young Professor on Facebook. If you search The Young Professor, you'll find me on all of the platforms. But on Twitter, it's at Young Professor G. And on Instagram, it's at MG The Young Professor. Okay, before I let you go, Professor, I got to ask your lovely wife, Shanna, who, you know, she makes those delicious <laughs> cakes. Um you know, we, we had a little bump in the road the last time, and I don't know if I should even rehash the whole uh, cake cup thing. I, I just, you know, I, I don't want any problems. But um, what's on the menu for the 4th of July weekend? You know, I don't know. She, um, m- my wife really enjoys summers for vacation. We're, we're teachers by trade during the day. She's actually out of town right now. She'll be back in time for the 4th of July but she uh, she likes to pretend like she's not going to do anything. But I have a feeling that there'll be a lot of uh, red, white, and blue dyed uh, icing varieties of some type of treat that will keep me the thick boy that I am this this Fourth of July weekend. I'm sure it'll be a surprise, but it'll be delicious and uh, somewhat regretful. <laughs> well, listen on behalf of the young professor and the whole young professor family over there. And from the Duke, the Duke loves wrestling family. Happy 4th of July to everyone listening. Be safe. Don't drink and drive, please. Eat lots of barbecue. Most importantly, spend some time with loved ones, whether virtually or whether face-to-face. Tell somebody that you love them. Show them that you love them, please. With that said, be kind to yourselves. Be kind to others. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're definitely out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.